Ben is an absolute unit, an English person would say Ben is an absolute weapon. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. I buy that yeah. for a second. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so you know them, Habs, though. I sent this to her. And yeah. I was like, not that I think he looks bad. It just isn't what I expected him to look like. And she just sent me back a bunch of laughing faces and then said, he's so white. He is <laughs> rather white. Oh yeah! Oh my lord! He is white. I'm glad the guys are on vacation though. Let them yeah. come back yeah. rested with beachy hair and just yeah, do and it. A bunch of cool seashells. Yeah, tan lines. Those are cool to too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I guess we're ready to go. So five. Are you ready? Okay. Yep. Four. four. Three, two, two, and one! Alright! Woohoo! Welcome back, listeners. My name's David Auger, and I'm Metal Dave01 at. Uh. Yeah. Is you that is that how it time. goes? <laughs> is that how I usually open it? Because that sounded wrong. My brain said no! <laughs> You're at Metal Dave oh, 01 on I'm Twitter. I'm not Metal Dave 01 <laughs> at Twitter. Around. I'm not like I don't go there because I bet a bunch of idiots work there because I do. <laughs> I'm yeah. at Metal Dave 01 on Twitter.com and I'm joined, as always, by Beth. Hi. I am on Eliza underscore B E T H A N <laughs> at Twitter. And Veronica. Hi. I am at C H I L E underscore Pepper on Twitter. And we are the Happy Hour at Happy Hour on Twitter. Thank you for listening to us once again. Um, let's see what do we got to talk about. Uh, last week we recorded after the uh the victory against the Columbus Blue Jackets, a four to one win that solidified a the longest winning streak in uh the season thus far of four games, which is great. That yeah. was uh, cementing a really good January for the Habs uh, thus mm-hmm. far. And uh, then on Saturday night, uh, we had Niemi and Net against the Philadelphia Flyers. And Yowch, nope, the Habs did not show up for that game, unfortunately. And Uh -uh. they dropped a 5-2 decision, which is uh, way too bad. You know, what can you do? Uh, Let's see. Oh, my God. The Flyers have so many strange names. They showed up in the first period. Actually, that's correct. I recall tweeting very enthusiastically that after, what was it, 18 minutes of the first period, the shots were 11-1. And I was like, this game's in the bag. Yeah. No. Then at the beginning of the third. Then they remembered that they'd played five games in six nights or whatever the hell. Right, right, right. That's the thing. And, oh, that's right. People complaining about the schedule. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god i have things to say about that anyways and then the start of the third period against the flyers the habs were down three nothing and it's like shit however max domi gets a goal uh followed by uh, another flyers goal by nolan patrick who's really good at hockey and yeah. then Brooke kulak uh got himself on the board to get it to four to two and then uh michael raffle of the the uh Flyers, I think, got an empty netter, I would imagine. Yeah, Raffle? Raffle? It has to be Raffle. Raffle. Yeah. Oh, is it that guy that they um, pronounce like Ruffle, like rolling on the floor laughing? Oh, my God. Really? Do they? I hear it. Whenever I'm listening and I hear that name, it sounds like Ruffle, which my mom thinks is what my mom thinks. 
R O F L means ruffle. <laughs> well, well, I mean, that's what I always hear. Veronica's mom is absolutely correct, and we're going to leave yeah. it at that. Good. Now, We've adopted it around here. Good. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that that was too bad. So the winning streak is snapped at four games, and this leads us to the game against the Arizona Coyotes. Many, many, many days after. The Flyers game. Oh my god! Three. It was like oh, a mini, mini bye week. It was a little mini yeah. bye week. Yeah. So was it was four? the Philly game was Saturday, it was too long. and then the Arizona game was wait Saturday. Then it was Wednesday for the Arizona game. So it was long enough. God damn it! I was lost. <laughs> I was confused. I know. I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, Jesus! What a terrible time can, to live. And you can only find. So many ways to be worried about um, if the Habs are going to go into their, um, you know, their off week or whatever with another loss against Arizona and Galchenyuk. And, like, you can only talk about that so many times for four whole days. Yeah. That's what it was filled with, sort of dread that they would go into this off week with two losses in a row. Right. God forbid professional athletes doing that but well and i thought that there was actually a little bit of uh a foundation to the fears of people with arizona coming to the bell center because unless i'm wrong arizona do very well on their eastern canada road trips um kudos to arizona killing the leafs the night before yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty mm-hmm. awesome. So good on the Leaf, uh, good on the yeah. uh, Leafs for losing, and better on the Coyotes for winning. And then they were rolling into the Bell Center, and what happened at the Bell Center? Well, we can say that in the first period, the Habs are on the power play, and son of a bitch, if that power play did not look like a power play, I was shocked completely. And there's a bit of a story behind that too. Mm-hmm. So that morning, Claude Julien apparently took the reins on coaching the power play. This is something that he doesn't usually do, according to sources that I will not name because they don't care about me. And <laughs> but usually, what happens is that, of course, Kirk Muller, who has been the target of much ire in regards to power play, he sat mm-hmm. it out. Claude Julien took the reins, as I said. And if it did not pay off, I don't know what did because it looked very good, especially because we got a power play goal out of Jonathan Drouin due to some uh, some magnificent puck work and stick work by Thomas Tatar to get the uh, to get the, the, the let's see there was a bit of a rebound, a bit of a Russian decrease, some scrambling. Tatar manages to get the puck over to Duruan, who has an open net, and yeah. Duruan makes no mistake, thank God, so I could stop hating Duruan for a while. That's the only part of the game, or of that period that I saw, was because it was on the highlights. I didn't see the whole power play yet. Oh, it because was... Because I was in my car listening to it, mm-hmm. but the guys were very enthusiastic about it, Dan and Sergio. Yeah, and if Dan and Sergio are enthusiastic about it, because yeah, they're smart guys and they know the power play is not great. Here's another. Oh, yeah. Here's another good thing. Arizona Coyotes, despite who they are, number one penalty kill in the NHL. Isn't versus that funny? The worst Insane. power play, and 
power play goal for the Habs. <laughs> so it was one nothing going into the second. Um, of course, then there was a power play for Arizona. Uh, that resulted in a guy named Carner Garland scoring, whoever he is. So it was 1-1 uh, at the end of the second. Going into the third, uh, I thought that Montreal had the game in hand, honestly. Uh, with some rushes by by Arizona. Chucky playing rather well because all eyes are on Galchenyuk, whom did get a video tribute at the Bell Center. Classy act, nice. as always, by the Habs. Yeah. Very nice of them to do that. And of all people, the savior of the night ended up being Mike Riley four minutes into the third period. <laughs> he was so surprised. He, yeah. was, he was like, did that really happen? Right. His face like, was so Shit. funny. Yes. Nice. He was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I think he that just. very cute. It's like a little kid when they do something, right? And yes. they're like, did somebody else, did anybody else see that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Please, see that. Please validate me. <laughs> so there it was. And there was a second power play uh, that played as well uh first unit got out there couldn't get the goal and we got a look at the second unit and that second unit isn't nothing to scoff at either and it might be and it might be unless i'm an idiot it might be because of charles Houdon being on the power play that was actually something else to mention about the first unit koka niemi is in that um he's slotting where uh Galchenyuk used to be on the right side of the net mm-hmm uh, at least if you're in the perspective of the Habs looking down the ice. And if Kokaniemi can get his one-timer down, oh, man, we might have a power play going into the playoffs. You know what? Um, what? <laughs> speaking of Kokaniemi. Oh, what about him? They seem to be realizing that, what kind of a weapon they might have on their hands. Weapon. Which will be weapon. very interesting in the playoffs. When he scored that goal against Florida and he just walked his way up to the net mm-hmm. and walked around the goalie and put the puck in the net, when they showed the bench, Claude Julian was making the strangest face <laughs> because it looked to me like he was trying very hard not to smile ear to ear. Yeah. And like it was just the weirdest face, like he was biting down on his lips. <laughs> like everybody else was really happy, and he was all like, "Holy shit!" I have Look to be what a professional. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and the same, the same way with that. Um, it wasn't on the power play, but uh, with that other goal that Kutkin Yemi got, the one where he slapped it in when Duran passed it to him. Oh, like that shot too. That's. Like this, I think what they when they discovered, oh, maybe we should put Kokaniemi there. Granted, right? all kudos to Drouin for that amazing pass and hard oh, too. Mm-hmm. Hard, but the puck was even on the ice and it yep. was perfect slappable material for Kokaniemi. It Kukaniemi. was the perfect timing too because mm-hmm. he was still sailing in. Yep, yep. But or did he sail in and then anyway, the my point being that uh he brings a certain element to this team that we haven't had previously. He's mm-hmm. quite versatile yeah. in special situations. He's like a Swiss Army Center. <laughs> yeah. Which is awesome. And exactly he it's exactly awesome. what they need. Uh I'm gonna give a shout out to Brian Wilde. Um, of course people have, you know, shat on him because Brian was one of the proponents saying, well, he should, you know, Kukaniemi, uh, Kukaniemi should go back to Finland and everyone says, no, 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 no. And Brian's finally yeah. turned around on that. But he also mentioned one of his other ma- mantras that again, people go after him about, which I don't understand, uh, win the middle, win the game. I believe that wholly 
And now that we have a center that can actually do things, Dano does his things, and that's great. We have Domi now, which is a completely different, you know, animal from, say, like, Plakenic. You know what I mean? He just brings a different energy to the center position. With Kotka Niemi uh, as the third-line center? Come on. Come on. Come on. It's a way different spine for the Habs offense, and it is, look, it's paying dividends. It's going good. We're one of the best five-on-five five teams in the league, and and as of tonight, right now, we are top ten in the league in points. So suck it. Yeah. Suck it. Suck it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So there. So there. But Dave, I wanted to say something about um well, the say coyotes, <laughs> the coyotes coming into town, because you were leading up to that day, going ooh the momentum, and they've got momentum. And I, I was like, I'm not scared. I listen to momentum. I don't like momentum, especially. <laughs> but it doesn't carry from game to game. Especially with a team beating the the Leafs, you know that's been a mm, it's it's good to beat them. I understand that the Leafs are actually bad, but a lot yeah. of people don't think that because they're dumb. But the thing is, what what I should have also taken into consideration. Okay, uh, er, er, Coyotes are outside of the time zone. They're playing uh, back to back. The Habs should have this in hand. But I just Habs had a long rest. I like little rests, not long rests. No matter what Carey Price says, but <laughs> it worked out. It did work out. The Habs looked really good. I thought against Arizona. But you know what? They I knew that they would. Because they would be disappointed would. in themselves after the Philadelphia game. Yep. And they want to go into the break on a good note, just like mm-hmm. Carrie Price said after the game, right? And oh, yeah. I was like, even though it seemed like they were like Arizona, it was just a matter of time before they scored and, and tied the game. And Galchenyuk <laughs> did. And that was, but he didn't, though. That was some, we'll talk about that in a second. Yep. Yeah. So, but even though it looked like a matter of time, like the thing is they didn't give up and that's what they just keep on doing. Yeah. And that's why I wasn't worried about them. Even though it might've looked touch and go there, it's that little thing about what we talked about, you know, five weeks ago, six weeks ago, learning how to win, mm-hmm. whatever it takes to win. Finding a way. Finding a way. But learning how to win is very specific and different totally different from last season as well where it's like the Habs they couldn't try hard enough and it just didn't matter yeah 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 yep agreed so yeah now the Galchenyuk goal that was off a power play as well and I was uh I was devastated I was like fuck that I don't like that good job on you Galchenyuk but no I don't want you to win I don't want I don't even want this to go to overtime I want to be done I want to win god damn it (laughs) <laughs> However, I was low key happy for him. <laughs> well, okay, whatever. Anyway, so <laughs> so the coaching staff, as remarkable as they are, um, the thing. Okay, so I was watching the feed and I was I was brooding there in my chair, looking at the TV. Like, great, this is going to go to goddamn overtime, and then we're going to have three on three hockey, which we'll probably win because we've been good at it lately. That's all we do now. It, yeah, that's all we do. It's all we do, and. <laughs> Uh, the, uh, whoever was, uh, commentating, uh, that night was saying, well, there's something going on at center ice. The refs are in a huddle about something. And I was like, Ooh, did something happen that nobody mentioned? And it was, it was kind of funny because the refs are there and they're, 
eventually it comes to light that, oh, they're looking for an offsides. Yeah. Now, I can understand people's trepidation when it comes to a coach's challenge on offside rules. I don't like them specifically when we're dealing with uh, skates leaving the ice over the blue line. I think that's so dumb. It's so dumb. However, this was different. <laughs> but still, Dave, on top of that, what? if they lose that challenge, it's a penalty now. Oh, wait. What? What? If you what? lose that what? challenge, it's now a penalty. It's it... not that you lose your timeout. It's that you you get a penalty. And if that challenge had been lost and Galchenyuk just scored, now they're going on the a penalty kill. Three. like a, and a, well, So that meant they event. were quite sure of what they were, or, or at least oh, no very kidding. optimistic. I didn't know that. When did yeah, that happen? I didn't know that either. Were That's they... this season. Huh. 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 Yep. It's a penalty if you the offside challenge. The offside challenge. It. Oh, so yeah. it's not just any coach's challenge, it's just the offside challenge. It's the offside challenge. Okay. This is I can't remember where I heard that. But yes, it came right. from a, 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 a credible source. Okay. I'll more um, than unimpeachable source. I'll call uh Pierre Lebrun and he'll have the, <laughs> Yeah. And he'll have Let's the tweet details. Pierre. Pierre. <laughs> he'll Excuse know. me, sir. Excuse sir. me, moi. Pierre Lebrun. Yeah. <laughs> I like Pierre. Excuse. Pierre is so great. Yeah, He's so awesome. Too. He's like a teddy bear. Oh, mm -hmm. random thing that I would like to interject. If you are in an English-speaking place and you say, excuse me, in French, people are more likely to move because they're surprised and they're not as used to hearing people say excuse me so they don't block it out. Oh. I've learned this at work in the grocery store. Interesting. I yes. always go with pardon. I like that more than excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon, s'il vous plaît. Merci. <laughs> so aggressive. <laughs> so, um, anyway, uh, so the offsides call was pretty much, uh, they were looking at one angle that was like completely, there's no way that could be offsides. But then the other angle showed that, yes, the puck was totally out of bounds by, by about an inch. And the funny thing about the shot that we saw in that regard, I wish I had the, the picture like saved, but the, the linesman is right there on the blue line looking at the puck. Granted, yeah. granted, that it was a pass to the point, I believe, like more center ice on the blue line, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, a pass like that's happening in a microsecond. And it took... You know, you had to pretty much stop the camera the the moment the puck touched the other player's pu uh, stick. But that player knew. That player probably. I don't even know if that player knew actually, because what he's doing. You do, you're not looking at the puck. No. No. If, if okay. you know, you're looking who to pass to. You're receiving that that pass. But you're trying to keep it in. But you know, like it was okay. I'll I'll explain that in a second. So okay. Either way, the puck's, the puck's way over uh, the, the blue line, so it's definitely offsides. And Claude Julien and whoever was in the back for the Habs looking at video and whatnot was on the ball. Mm. Holy mm -hmm. crap, what a call. Now, as for catching pucks and whatnot, it's always heads up. You kind of you kind of have to get used to, like, if you've ever played soccer, you're not looking at the soccer ball while you're dribbling. You're looking up for the pass. Same thing with right. hockey, even though it's a lot harder, yeah. <laughs> I think. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, these are pro players. For they... me, I would definitely be making sure that I'd be looking down to oh, that, yeah. so that the puck doesn't go Honestly, of course, I've never played. Whenever I'm warming up, doing warm-ups for hockey for all the games that I do, you know, when my guy's at the rejects, the only thing I'm doing is that I'm dribbling the puck at the sideline, you know, back and forth in front of me to my right side, to my uh, strong hand, and then to my off hand, just dribbling without looking at myself dribbling because that's the best way to receive passes. It's the best way to look yes. out for outlet passes and everything. Now, granted, game time, I'm just a train wreck, but it happens. That's what I'm working <laughs> on. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, uh, Habs, 2-1, win it. And yeah. I know, however, Beth, you said you had notes. Did we cover everything you already wanted to cover? Or no, did you have because it's random thing. Do it. Say everything you want to about that game. Um, so I watched the game yesterday because Good. I was at work on Wednesday, and I don't know if it's because um, I watched it the day after and I knew that they were going to win. I didn't get to see a whole lot of like people's tweets and stuff about it, or even like news updates about it, just because I was busy. Um, but the game didn't. I wasn't boring. I was. It wasn't. I wasn't bored. It didn't feel stagnant. I there was a real, still a really good back and forth, and it was still fun to watch the next day, even though I already knew it was going to happen. Um, so that was pretty cool. Like the whole the whole atmosphere felt light. Like a lot of people on Twitter were really like negative. It felt like about like Galchenyuk's return, and I was like, just don't make it. Like honestly, I didn't think a big deal needed to be made out of it, other than like his video tribute. For the Habs. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I just think that it should have just been like just a, a, a hockey game. Yeah. Um. So I really liked that it felt there wasn't like some like there wasn't a cloud over the game. Um, and yeah. Then the other thing is just Good point. Well, one one more quick thing that a lot of Habs kept falling down. So I think whoever is sharpening the the blades of the skates needs like a refresher or something. I don't know. <laughs> um. But something I've noticed lately is Wolf Mother. Joker, Wolfmother's Joker and the Thief gets played before almost every single period. I thought it was just like once a game or something, but it was played multiple times during the game. And I don't understand why. Like, I like them as much as the next person or the next kid who like went to high school in the 2000s. But there's a whole plethora of songs on Spotify. I wonder if the <laughs> players get any say in what music gets played. Like for the World Juniors. Oh, hmm. I don't know. You know what I mean? I wonder. I Let's well, for ask. Weird thing you? that they would play the same song several times. Hmm. We should ask Yaz. <gasps> She'll know. She would know. Hi Yaz, yeah. love you. Hi Yaz, listening. <laughs> Thank you for all of your secret <laughs> insider info. M nous Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. I was actually thinking about that today. I was like, "What is We Love You?" I don't know. Yeah. No. That's what I know. No. News allons vous. No. There. News. <laughs> no. That's like we go you. Oh, God. Dave. We're so sorry. Woo-hoo! We're so sorry. Uh, we love you. Who speaks French? In French. <laughs> 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 we love you. We love you. We love trying to tell you in French. Yes. <laughs> she said, I saw her, somebody like asked her anonymously, like if Mark Bergevin smells good. And she said, he smells amazing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, that makes me really, it makes me really happy to know that. Yeah. I wonder what cologne he wears. I know the cologne I wear. However, I wonder what <laughs> his course, is. Of course, you know what your own cologne is. I'm glad that you I would do. hope you know. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I had to say about. I'm not surprised. The the Yotes game. <laughs> I had something to say about the Yotes game. Will you please tell us? Tell us. And it's kind of, um, it's sort of 
piggybacking on what you were saying, Dave, leading leading into the commentary on the game about the how how the team like we were both saying I how the team is learning how to win and the attitude that they have right now and et cetera, et cetera. Which reminded me of a minor housekeeping item from last week's podcast. When I talked about housekeeping, when I talked about um, when I mentioned how I had heard Stu Cowan on the radio that day. Stu Cowan, fuck off. Because <laughs> because we were talking about Mark Bergevin and um, and how he sort of he said he admitted that he, Mark Bergevin had proven him wrong, and that wasn't even. The the my bigger takeaway from that Stu Cowan hit because yeah he I said already that know. well uh, yeah I mentioned it last week on the podcast oh yeah thanks Stu and th- well he said that and of that radio hit I didn't even care that he said that because I'm like yeah I know <laughs> I know he, pro- he proved all of y'all motherfuckers wrong <laughs> so I already knew that. But the second part of that thing is something that I have had such an argument with from the beginning that he was talking about, like, he still isn't, like, he talked about attitude and kind of gave it a little bit of credence, but ended up with, of course, when guys are winning, that's going to give you a good attitude. And I have the argument, like, I believe that the exact opposite is true. The attitude begets the winning. Because if you... For example, Ferraro said yesterday that these guys, he's not worried about them. And everybody is now like, it's just like raining analysts saying that, you know, the Habs are definitely a playoff team, et cetera, et cetera. Like Ferraro said, if there's one thing about this team is that they've been consistent all season. Like they will fall down every so often, but they pick themselves back up and they answer like, and they've been consistent with that all season. Like, their worst dip came in that slump that we talked about where they still picked up a few points. Yeah. And so they're super consistent. And I just feel like the attitude begets the winning. In 2016 or 2015, leading up to when, like, the Habs came out to another one of their roaring starts. So how come a good attitude didn't develop from all of those wins because after all of those wins, the attitude got really shitty real quick, real quick. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody who smugly wants to dismiss the notion of attitude by saying, well, if you're winning, you're going to have a great attitude. No, no, it's the other way around. So that was my housekeeping item from last week. That was some good housekeeping. Yes, we can't hear you. <laughs> if uh, listeners, I my Wi-Fi gets wonky, and and Dave was instructing me before the podcast that I go in and out, so I was just checking. I'm going to uh, correct Veronica and say that <laughs> instructing is a very kind way of uh, <laughs> saying what I was actually doing. <laughs> I will correct it and say demanding. <laughs> Because we need it. <laughs> but um, no, Veronica sounds great as always. And always. Absolutely. No, the, the attitude, I swear to God, if we can keep what this, like if we were to say that 2019 had a core, part of that core is the attitude. If, they, if that can carry into the uh, next season when we get even more firepower. Oh. No, no, no. We're, let's, you don't know. 
we're taking it one game at a time, one shift at a time, Dave. And then playoffs is a whole All right, I'm new gonna, season. I'm going to translate for Veronica here is that we're getting the fucking <laughs> cup this year, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the story? Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi engraved in silver for the next oh 60, God. 70 years on the Stanley Cup. Old. As an 18-year-old. Last person to do that, I don't know. Well, actually, I probably Crosby. I would die. <laughs> that would be very cool. I mean, after that, Jesus. I'd, well, oh my God. And I mean, with the new seat, like what you were talking about, Dave, about win the middle, win the game. I wholly agree with that. But also in the playoffs, in goal, oh. you got to win in goal. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's something that my uh, my uncle, mon oncle Pancho says, <laughs> is that if you got a hot goalie, you're winning the cup. What? I, sorry. <laughs> Do you have an uncle named Pancho? Here's a story <laughs> about a man named Ponch. So no, okay, 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 okay. My grandfather, as I think I've mentioned in the past, uh, was a Quebecois. He was a French Canadian oh, guy, wait, wait. of course, and they, uh, my grandparents, moved to the states, and I, you know, was born down here and raised down here, almost part of like the first generation of OJs down here in the states. Um, so my grandfather, of course, has a son, and the son's name is actually Alan. However, and this has always been such a strange story in my family. My father, my grandfather. Who's not an educated man. He was a laborer all his life. He was a lumberjack. He was a lumberjack. Yeah, he was a lumberjack. He worked wood. Awesome. Yeah. Cleared land, all that good stuff. And for some reason, he called Alan, his son, Poncho, from the from Don Quixote. Oh. From <laughs> oh. Yeah. I thought it was oh no, that's Ponch. Right, Sorry, right. carry on. But he would call him Poncho or Poncho, right? But that's a oh character in Don Quixote because that character in Don Quixote was a womanizer. And my grandfather knew that his boy was a ladies' man. <laughs> and that's how the nickname came to be, and that's how it stuck. So my, my, my uncle's name's really Alan, but we all call him Ponch. <laughs> that's funny. That's awesome. He's really great. I love my uncle. Okay, I love how that happened. Oh, me too. It's such, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's just one of the craziest stories. Like of all the stories in my family, that's like top three of crazy. <laughs> aside from me being born, that's like number two. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> it is a good one. That it's quite a story. Yeah. My poor mother. <laughs> oh wow. Um... So we won. Uh, now what this what this means, Beth? I'm sorry. Did you have anything else to say about the game? Not about the game, no. Okay. I will – let me uh, do this little bit here. The Habs had a very good January. Uh, this was one of the lighter months in games, which I think I mentioned, you know, before in that they only had – what was it? One, two, three, four, five, I think 11 games, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 11 games, which matches uh, October in the – Amount 11 games. games over 19 days. That's another interesting or, aspect. Yes. Sorry. No, because what? there was that four days before the Arizona game. But yeah. Right, right. Well, still, but, you know, it's also January was also unique in that I think they had more back to backs in this mm -hmm. month than in other months. However, they will have the same amount of back to backs later on in another month down the road this season. But regardless of all of that, 
The Habs came out with seven wins to four losses, picking up 14 points in the month of Mar- uh, month of January. Sorry, and <laughs> this has been quote unquote a winning month, as opposed yep. to say like. Uh, yeah, no, because it, they, they've won every month except for November so far. And December was a great month where, where they went 10-5 and five in December. Mm-hmm. So going into February, we're looking very nice right now. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> very nice. I can't watch that guy. Who's that? Oh. Sasha um, Baron Cohen. Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah. No, you... Sasha Baron Cohen, his, his um, character's... Are like um, Ricky Gervais in the British Office. Oh yeah, right. like I can't. I can't Did you watch Play Miz? No. He's no. in that as the tavern keeper, right, or the yeah. brothel man, whatever it is. Like I, I, I would totally watch him like doing Shakespeare, or something like that. But like those, those parody, like characters of his, make me very uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. fair. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah, I watched Borat with my mom Good. when yeah. it first came out. <laughs> it was an experience. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Why were we on that? Uh, I just wanted to talk about January, and then you brought up oh, yes. Mr. Cohen, I think. Oh, yes. <laughs> no, somebody said very nice, and then I said the Borat accent. Yes. Well, I think I said nice, then you said very nice, and now <laughs> well, we're I, here. Said, I thought you said very nice. Sorry. Well, it's not we like we're, we're recording. Soiled it! so let's see what else is there to talk about then okay so i have notes on some stuff about the all-star game oh and then i have big news about the batman press conference from today what about you sad you on the escalator (gasps) why was he so sad there are no habs at the (laughs) all-star game oh of course now that kind of it makes me so funny it makes me me wish (gasps) that he was on the bench for the atlantic I think that would be so you know? awesome if he actually played as a Hab <laughs> in some capacity on the ice. Just let him take a penalty shot or like, something. Exactly. Like, not even the mascot versus mascot game. Screw that. No, he's actually playing on the ice against the other All-Stars because he's all we got. <laughs> penalty to number exclamation point. Yuppie for slashing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yuppie. Um... <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but Yuppie is particularly particularly entertaining this season. Oh, I think so. He maybe are you making tea? No, that's uh, my daughter. Oh, sorry. Hi, Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Hello, Sophia. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. (laughs) I was going to be like, I want some tea. That is our (laughs) Um, first guest ever. (laughs) Oh yes, you're our first guest ever, Sophia. That's cool. <laughs> she is so enthused. Go back to your yeah. Fortnite child. Oh, she's been quite sick. Oh, so. get well soon. Low energy. Get well soon. Okay. <laughs> um, and maybe he's he doesn't want Gritty to overtake him, or he's just like he's just on it. Like his timing is really good. His or her. There. True there. story. Yeah, well, there was a picture yeah. today uh, with Gritty and Yupi together. There was, I missed oh. that. Oh, I will send it to our chat. Please do. Thank you. I shall. 
<laughs> One moment. It'll happen. I gotta find I it was... now. I took a nap earlier because I do that. <laughs> and, oh, there it is. <laughs> and uh, Gritty, this is the first picture I've seen where Gritty doesn't have malice in his soul. <laughs> oh, that's a nice one. It is a nice picture. It's the most wholesome Gritty picture I've seen in my life. Yeah. <laughs> He's so crazy. In a, He's so crazy looking. In a life dedicated to carnage and chaos here <laughs> gritty looks humane yeah <laughs> it's funny so, it's somewhere <laughs> i used to work with this um big burly uh man named shannon and he had oh. a big red beard and there's a picture of gritty from today um i have to find it but he um he looks like where is it he, he, my old coworker looks like Gritty in this picture. Like he would make the same face as him. It was really weird. I was like, that's. Oh, it's him next to um, Flurry. It's it was, he was had the Aquafina water bottles but... on the red carpet, <laughs> and I was like, that's my coworker. But it's Gritty. <laughs> Anywho. Anywho. Okay. So some more stories so, out of the All-Star game. I think, Beth, you should take the reins on this one. Some news out of Colorado. Yes. Oh, hold on. What is her name? Here we go. Um, so Nathan McKinnon is not participating in the skills competition this evening. Is he the one that he's going to be back tomorrow for the game, I think? Or maybe that was somebody. I think it was Flurry. And Nathan McKinnon is not participating, I think, due to illness. So, Kendall Coyne, um, who is in the USA, on the USA Olympic team, she is going to be competing in his place this evening. Um, she. In the, in the fastest skater competition. She is the first she? woman to be, woman to, to be. To compete in the all-star game. Exactly. In the, in the, in the, God like, sakes. I, yes. I, I, sorry, I didn't know that name. I thought, <laughs> thought you were talking about. Man. Oh, no. Sorry. No, 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 we're no, talking sorry. about no, a lady. She, she, <gasps> she, 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 yeah, she, um, she's faster yeah, than she, Connor McDavid, honestly. Amazing. Yeah. Yep. Totally. Oh, that's awesome. That is really cool. I saw the, yeah. I saw the headline. I was like, <laughs> how awesome is that? So there was that. Yeah, that'll be fun. That will be oh. very cool to see. Yeah. Wait, did he? I'm oh, sorry. I'm trying to read the, trying to figure things out from the Colorado Avalanche's tweet. I don't think that there's an issue with McKinnon. I think he just decided to ask her, apparently, to do it. Who decided to ask? Nathan her? McKinnon. I'm sorry. Nathan oh, McKinnon. Okay. Oh. Sorry. He was supposed to originally participate in. Huh. I don't know. That's really cool. And I'm really excited for her. Like that. I mean, so Dave and I got in that tiff, not tiff, discussion earlier about <laughs> um, diversity and inclusion in the sport. And there's a, there's a various, there, there oh, are various yes. issues and whatever. But I think this is a really cool step um, that's being taken. Because how long has all, has the All-Star Game been going on? Does anybody know? Oh, for a while. I mean, geez. Uh... Decades? 
I want to say maybe like two, three decades. Definitely before two thousand. Okay. Maybe it started in the two thousands. Actually, maybe. No. No. No, I don't think so. There's been all star teams that. for a long time. Okay. Yeah. But like skills competition, that's it's. I gotta like re look at the format again. But there's always gotcha. been like Wayne Gretzky has been on all star teams forever. You know, so it's been a it's been a thing in the NHL for a bit. Just I don't, okay. I just don't remember how it evolved over the years though. But um, regardless, uh, Kendall, right? Her name is yes. Her name is Kendall. Yes. A part of the Olympic uh, USA women's team. Yes. Awesome. That's gonna yes. be very cool. I'm into that. Absolutely. Um, and then and then Bettman's thing today. Well, so I have we have other things to say about the All Star Game. Oh, okay. Well, then, yeah. say it. Um, I am not actually a huge fan of the All-Star game. Um, Holy the... shit. <laughs> sorry, you guys. I'm sorry. Okay. I'm just sorry. I'm looking at Wikipedia, and it was inaugurated in 1947. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. So, like, <laughs> sorry, a long that's why time. I interrupted. No, I'm it's okay. Sorry. No, it's okay. So, after like, we... Definitely before 2000. <laughs> hey, I thought it was around 2000 they started doing it. So... <laughs> okay, sorry, Beth. So, after we beat the Nazis, we decided to yeah. have all-star games. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, perfect. Nice. Um, like, I, I really enjoy the skills competition aspect of it but i think the game i think is just really i think it's boring like we have other opportunities that are more fun to see players from different teams play together um and it's not because it's just the the all-star game is just so saturated with um advertisements and whatever like did you guys see the the rink set up for the all-star game Oh yeah, it's yeah. Well, it's ads. Well, it's like the same thing in the <laughs> European leagues, though. I mean, oh, is it's, it? yeah. I mean, well, European leagues. Just to kind of uh, mention that is that yeah, their ice have banner have like banners of stuff all over the place. The KHL they have banners on their, um, they have logos and stuff on their jerseys. On their yeah. Oh yeah, Ooh. all sorts. Yeah. I mean, I've yards. seen that. I've seen that in like minor league teams too. Like they they'll have like um, they'll have stuff on like their tails down by where their ties are. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. I Soccer mean, like, does that too. Yeah, go along the along the on the field. Yeah, don't some soccer teams in Europe or from over there don't they do that? Have uh, logos on their shirts. Yeah, but for some reason, oh. and I don't understand why, soccer knows how to do that without looking pretentious. Okay, I don't they're a know... lot smaller, and they usually blend. Figure out how to like make it just blend better into the. Yeah. Now, with that being said, I'm not a. A, a soccer fanatic, but anytime that I watch World Cup, like we'll see, World Cup's different though. I think, yeah, because that's like yeah, a national we'll thing. That's not like a team thing. But there's, however, there's still advertising on some of the sweaters for that. No, I don't know. I, what I meant was we're I get not really sports experts. During the World Cup. Everybody, no, we did. We just gonna throw it out soccer. there. We're really sorry. <laughs> but I do I'm know. Sorry. I do know European hockey leagues. They got advertisements all over the damn place. They will have Subway stickered across the guy's freaking visor. You know what I mean? So. Okay. Well, I mean, like, I liked the rainbow blue lines that they had. Ooh. Those are cool. I like that. But the rest of them, I'm just like, Ugh. Um. So there's no Habs this year, but I'm okay with it because the ones that would have gone have been already. And I'm honestly 
like kind of over the whole like all the same players getting to go all the time um yeah. our friend Kristen um from the nosebleeds podcast she had an idea of um using the winners from the club individual skills competitions to use as a the winners of those to go to the all-star game um which i thought was interesting because that would mean that every year it'd be a different pool of players going you could see more stuff um, but she also pointed out that it's usually a, a lot of the players selected to go are ones that are more likely to win awards at the end of the season, which is something I hadn't thought about. Um, but for what purpose? For the fans? For like so, this, like I she wait. What's your question? I'm sorry. So my question is: they're selected because they're probably going to win awards at the end of the season. Is that's so that what, means? That's, their fan favorites for that so that's why possibly i guess right i guess i don't know it's just there is to me i'm trying to think just, about that somebody had mentioned one of the one of the blue checks on twitter had mentioned that there's certain criteria <laughs> that does go into what players are chosen and then they of course do the fan vote to get other yes. players involved yeah. but there's like they they fill up like i don't know going to speculate here off the top of my head, they fill up like 80 or 90% of the roster with people that should go according to this criteria set by the league. Then the 20 or 10% that deal that, that would be like the fan voted guys. It's just that like, it's like they keep reusing all the same narratives too, like with the all-star competition, all-star game and whatever. Like a couple years ago, I remember they were still talking about Ovi versus Crosby and like McDavid versus everybody in the local seventh grade and just, I don't, I just to me, it just seems like a whole lot of stuff that's overdone, and that's why I'm not a big fan of it because I just, it's just, I'm bored. I mean, maybe the, I, I think I'm definitely not, maybe not necessarily in like the, I, a minority, but I'm not in the the greatest majority of people who like the All Star Game. But I just think it needs to be revamped or done away with. I mean, I. I'd be okay with no, that. No, because kids love it. That's true. I, I was know. watching highlights from, I think this was maybe the 2014 or the 2015 <laughs> Everybody else is jaded. Yeah. All-Star game. And they were doing the hardest shot competition. Of course, Shea Weber was a predator at the time. And, uh, of course, it was him squaring off to try to... To get the hardest shot and try to break uh, Zidane O'Shara's record at the time. Now, who was he going toe to toe against? Was of course PK Subban when he represented the Habs at the time, and he also had the hardest shot there. Of course, Weber ended up winning, but that was. But the but the thing is, I was watching that, and that was the skills competition that took place in. I'm sorry, the All Star game that took place in Nashville. Nashville, exactly. And the home team and the home crowd team was chanting one more shot, and they were kids jumping up and down in the middle rows between the section, just going nuts, waiting to see Shea Weber take another shot. So, for certain, this is definitely like, something for the children. And... I don't want to get rid of the skills competition. I just want to get rid of the game. And oh, I yeah. want other players to go. Even that aren't... so. Yeah, I guess they like to watch all the stars out there at the same time. But like me, I won't watch the game. Unless I'm flipping around and it's on and I'll, I'll watch it for a few seconds. Yeah. The skills competition for me is fun. It's very cool. If there cool. are Habs there, I'll watch it live. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yes. Otherwise, I'll just catch the clips on Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's interesting this year that it's all at night since it's in the West Coast. Normally, it's in the middle of an afternoon, I feel like. I forget where they're playing. Where are they playing? San Jose. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I don't think I knew that in the first place. <laughs> Jeez. So they're in our time zone, so it's not nice. Yes. It's, well, it's, it's a good time for us. It'll be, it'll be right. Well, it's, I think it's around six. The, the game start maybe five or six. I can look for The game now. is on Sunday, right? No, it's Usually. tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, it's normal. I think it's normally on Saturday and Sunday, but this year it's the All Star. Comp- I mean, the um, school competition is tonight, and then the games are tomorrow. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Let's see what the app says. What Why are you that? doing this to me? <laughs> um, excuse me. I'm actually trying to. Use I'm trying to double check that. No, no, no. Oh yeah, the, no, the game. No. The f- no. Mm-hmm. What? Yes. Oh yes. Today yes. is Friday. So yeah, it's, it's today is today. Friday. Nice. <laughs> yeah. So Central and Pacific is at eight fifteen tomorrow. So it'll be five fifteen your time, Veronica. And then Metro and Atlantic is at nine fifteen. So six fifteen your time. And then the my app is being weird. It looks a whole lot different than it used to. So I don't know what's going on, but it doesn't say when the final will be. I'm guessing the final will be. It has to be tomorrow. It has to be tomorrow. So I'm guessing. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Around nobody cares about it. Ten or eleven. Yeah. <laughs> somebody's going to care. Somebody's going to win a car. Someone's yes. going to win like a million bucks, oh, and it's like okay. Yes. Then someone's going to be the All Star MVP, which is obviously going to be uh, John Scott. John Scott. Thank God. <laughs> oh, that I... was the best (laughs) i (laughs) was so great i want to know how often the winner of the um the divisional winner of the all-star game correlates with the stanley cup winner of that year never Never? i don't i don't know actually (laughs) i'm just curious i just yeah it's just a weird it's not a real game yeah just a weird carry curiosity question i don't yeah. know yeah anyway Be it's not anything that really matters yeah could probably okay. google it shall we move on to the best uh, conference i or, would like sorry. to finish by saying oh yeah i'm secretly really happy that there's no habs going there let them go on vacation rest. let them go yeah. to the beach the price yeah, is going to the bahamas think about hockey yes and think about how they're coming back coming back to finish finish strong that's it yeah i don't need them spending four days traveling to and from san jose yeah we are let's see i think uh the arizona game was probably the 51st game of the season so now we're coming down to 31 games left Mm -hmm. uh 31 yep yeah 31 for yes for in february march and april yeah this is the home stretch they got to yep. keep playing like they and the thing is if they keep playing like the way that they are Habs are playoff bound. Can't say the same oh, yeah. thing about the Leafs though. No. no. It would be the greatest timeline if somehow the Leafs miss the playoffs and the Islanders <laughs> make it. Oh my god, I would love it. Oh my god. I would throw that a party. Would be amazing. Oh, oh yeah. That Okay, yes, I would too. I would Oh my god, I will. <laughs> Tear my pants off and run down Wolf Road, <laughs> Albany, just screaming. Everybody's screaming. Yeah, I feel like screaming. you would do that 
if somebody just asked you to. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on now. But um, no, the, something that's coming to mind now. Uh, so I, for some reason, I didn't realize uh, that the NHL did half-season awards. What? Am I like completely out of my mind? Oh, well, this was that some weird thing. It's not the NHL. Was it maybe some kind of? Oh no! This was the NHL. This was them giving out like Jack Adams, giving out uh, GM of the Year. For oh, if the season, season were to end today, kind of thing. Right, but I think they're legit though. Like it's like, hey, you got the half season reward. Blah blah blah. Like there isn't a. Uh, uh, ceremony, but no there's self-respecting person would accept a half-season award. I'm not sure, but there's a list somewhere. I'm looking for it. It was shared to me by my people. <laughs> I think I saw tweets about that today, but I thought it was just some magazine or some website. I don't. I don't know. Let's see. And and neither Bergevin nor Julian were in the mix. That was gonna be right? my whole uh thing there. Right. They're yeah. not in the mix for anything. Well, they're stupid. They are stupid. I agree. Dumb. Okay, dumb, yeah, here it is. So dumb. the what what the hell do they call it? The what the hell is it called? The PHWA. Yes. Handed them out. Uh the heart trophy going to Nikita Kucherov for some reason. With Johnny Goudreau coming in second, excuse you, Norris Trophy to Mark Giordano and the Flames, Selkie to Bergevin, uh, Bergeron, sorry. Bergeron. Uh, the Calder to Peterson after he recovers from being murdered. <laughs> um, now, here's something that, that kind of threw me P-W-H-A? for a loop. P-W-H-A? Professional Hockey Riders Association? Yes. Oh. Those guys. Now, the Vezina they... went to oh. John Gibson of the Ducks. I'm like, what? What? Now, apparently I was told, like, of course, Dave, the only reason that the Ducks aren't in last is because of John Gibson, which I'm like, okay, I don't watch the Ducks, but... but... Yeah, fuck the Ducks. Yeah, fuck (laughs) the Ducks. So the Jack Adams, so this is what I wanted to talk about. The Jack Adams uh, is going right now to Barry Trotz of the Islanders, (laughs) which is funny. You gotta admit, it's kind of funny. I love our evil laugh. It's funny. <laughs> exactly. It's just uh, the meme with Elmo on fire. Exactly. No, but it goes to Trotz, uh, Bill Peters from the Flames, and then John Cooper of the Lightning. And I'm like, well, the Lightning are a powerhouse, of course. They might as well yeah, get John something. Yeah, John Cooper, any big kid fucking coach that team. Yeah, he's a freak. Any freaking my... I hate him. <sighs> Sorry. My mom could coach that team. She doesn't know what the hell she's talking about. But... <laughs> Go get him, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Just get out there. What do you mean you're tired? Work hard. Get you, don't get the, you don't get the switch out. <laughs> Someone get Flurry out there. What do you mean he's on this team? Damn it. <laughs> Dave. <laughs> and then GM of the Year Award. You can award. dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Exactly. And then GM of the Year Award. The top three would be uh, Brad. Uh, oh, Jesus. Livingston? True. Tr- Treliving? Treliving for the flames? I don't know. Treliving? Treliving. Treliving. I don't know. Uh, Doug Wilson of the Sharks, obviously for the Carlson trade. And then Lou Lamorello. Ew. And I was like, what? what? How is Lou Lamorello in third with the Islanders? Are they taking into account what he did with the Leafs, maybe? Because what the All he did fuck was did lose he... Tavares. Yeah, he lost Tavares <laughs> for nothing, which apparently helped. 
Oh, yeah. Because they're doing fine without him, apparently. Just crazy. Yeah. So, anyways, I wanted to bring that up just to be like, what the hell is going on? Oh, and then comeback <laughs> player of the year going to Robin Leonard of the Islanders for being a knockout goalie, apparently. Huh? So Did he used to be a saber? Yes, he did. Okay. Yes, he did. I know I'm not going crazy. Sometimes I watch um, Donald Trump what? for long enough that I start thinking Whoa. I'm crazy. Wait a second. Holy shit. Wait. What? <laughs> Is that okay? Like when I like when I'm watching him for long enough and I'm just like totally parsing out everything that he's saying and sort of reading all his body language and all that and he's just I start to think that I'm crazy because how can I look at that and understand what he's doing and saying? Well, you know what I'm saying? Ever since he declared himself as a candidate for president, I was like, this is the worst timeline in the history of the world. And we've been living that yeah. since then. Um, I'm sorry to bring it up. I can't say anything further on the subject because yeah. we are winning so hard with him. <laughs> because there's just so but, much winning. Yeah. It's just about I'm, I'm not crazy about thinking that Laner used to be a saber. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Please tell me he was a saber. I've been that's watching Trump too long. I don't know what's Trump. real anymore. <laughs> that's right. Is that what we got? We have to take from that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, fair sorry. enough. Now, I'm trying to think. We have uh, we have a few minutes left. Um, okay, I have things to say. Do it about Gary Bettman. Oh yes, yeah, do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I love talking about Gary Bettman. He's my that favorite. That motherfucker. <laughs> okay, so I didn't see all of it because it started when I was driving. Um, but there was a Bettman like press conference thing about all this high tech stuff they're going to be implementing next season. Ooh, actually, uh, that's with uh, the players is exciting. Huh? Huh? Well, yeah, it's exciting. But just I had to listen to Gary Bettman and look at his face. So you know. Um. So. First of all, I'm going to say no. There was no mention of how this helps goaltender, goaltender interference. I, I looked for that. Didn't find anything. Um, they're putting sensors in the pucks and the shoulder pads of players. Um, the, they're supposed to... Uh, there's supposed to be not really any difference in play um, with the pucks. Um, they're supposed to be the same weight... And um, you can take them out of the freezer and, like, drop them in, like, this special tray. And it'll tell you that if whether or not the puck is on and um, if what its battery life is. And the pucks are supposed to keep track of, like, um, like how much time it spends in which, which zone. And, mm. um, uh, yes, like, like, speed and whatnot. Um, Jack Eichel said he's really concerned. They, they asked some players about it. Jack Eichel said he's really concerned about um, how the puck feels on the stick. He said the puck is more important mm. than any of the rest of their gear. Um, and how it, how it feels is going to be really important to them. Um, no shit. Now, yeah. the <laughs> cool thing about that is one of the long-standing things when it comes to tech and hockey. Because, to be fair, when it comes to technology in sports, hockey is way behind. Yes. Especially when it comes to reviewing plays. Uh, what yeah. the hell is this video that we're looking at right now? What do it's you like mean we don't know the puck is over the damn line? It is yeah. 2019. Oh, yes. We yeah. can shoot a missile. 
Yeah. From exactly so all that nonsense. Um, tennis. <laughs> you know where the ball's dropping. They got oh, it. Yeah. Like tennis has it. Soccer has it. Soccer. Soccer has it. Okay. <laughs> but now we we can't figure out when a puck is over a line for a goal, and that's a big thing. If the puck. Like having some it's a sort big of thing. it is a big thing. It's huge. It's huge. If yeah. if they can figure it out and make it work for everybody, that is going to be monumental stuff. Absolutely yeah. crazy. Yes. Um, the the one thing that they didn't mention, which I thought, which I think will be interesting to see, is what happens to pucks that go out of play, like pe- that people usually keep, like in the stands. Like, will they have to be- give them back because they're going to be expensive? They're going to be oh, more yeah. expensive. So, yeah, I don't know how they'll enforce that if they want people to give them back. Um, and the, mm. there was there was a special video that played during the press conference. Um, and in that video, nobody said anything about the whole gambling aspect of the sport. But then afterwards, uh, Bettman said that it'll help with um, with gambling, um, like track because there there'll be um, trackers on the players. So it'll be like who is going to spend the most time on the ice and then like which end of the which end of the ice is the next score going to be scored scored in and um different things like that um so it'll be really it'll be interesting i don't like um i don't know i feel like there's going to be some kinks that are going to be needed to work yeah, out worked out i feel like it's going to slow the game down a lot when if everything gets double checked well, seen. that was something else. I think it's just something to watch, like something to watch, like how the um, net- they want the networks to be able to post like real time stats, like on top of the players, and we're not okay. using CGI. Like, like this person's going this many miles an hour, and this person shot just went this fast, and right. this person has spent this much time at this end of the ice, and blah blah blah. Um, and Ian, who was also on those podcast, mentioned a couple weeks ago that he um wished there could be. Um, a, a choice like on like NHL.tv where if you paid a couple more bucks a month or whatever um, and you could pay to like follow one player, a certain player on the ice um, for a whole game. So you hmm. just, your ca- the camera's always focused on them um, or then maybe they have like a mic or whatever. And like a couple years ago, the NHL used to do Superstar Sunday or something like that where they would pick a player on each team and um, compare them for a game, so I think they were like the afternoon games, and it would tell you like how much time they spent on ice, how many points they had um, for that game, and that was really cool. And mm-hmm. I think they, I think they only did it for that one season, um, but I thought that would be an interesting aspect, and that could be something cool that came out of this whole technology thing. One last thing. Oh, sorry, Veronica, go ahead. Uh, no, I was just thinking that between Twitter. And making sure I've got the club 1909 codes. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I have more attention span during a hockey game to be paying attention to. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, how fast that guy's puck went, or whatever, how long he had it on his stick, and that's fair. I, I mean, I don't want it to be too clogged on the TV screen. Like, there's already a whole lot yeah. going on. I don't know. Hopefully, I can find a, a tasteful way yes. to go about doing it. I like. I think there. I, I, I mean, they just had a couple of mock-ups during the video that I saw, and it was um, it was kind of 
like a transparent, like a, a quick transparent circle on the player and it highlighted them in a color. And then um, it put like something was like quickly superimposed on top of that for a few seconds and then it went away. Um, it wasn't just like a constant thing. Well, they'll use good. it for replays and whatnot. You know, they'll have more information to talk about and all that nonsense. All I really care about in adding technology to the game is where's the puck and where's the player? Because yeah. I don't want the fucking eye test for offsides. If they're going to put sensors in the shoulder pads, put a fucking chip in the back yeah. of someone's skate, and if that's over the blue line, he is onsides, or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. And, um... Exactly. For the puck, if the puck is offsides, freaking a computer would be able to tell in a in a fraction of a second. The moment it crosses a boundary, it's like, oh, I'm out. And then, bam, play's called. There it is. Done. You know, stuff like that. So it's stuff like that that would really tighten up, you know, what the rules are. Granted, of course, there will always be the crazy things in hockey that you can't account for, for example, like goaltender interference, because nobody knows what the hell that is. But I do think it is cool that they're trying to do what they can with uh, the statistical analysis of the game, because I know people, you know, the the, the hockey stat wonks are going to be all over that, and God bless oh, them. Yeah. But I am way more concerned about tracking the puck where is it is it over yeah. the line that's all i care about is it For over the line decisions is it over the line which is crazy too because ian and i months ago we're actually talking about goal line sensors for again the puck and like before the season started we were I talking remember about that. this and i wanted to mention mm -hmm. it as one of our first things on happy hour but we never got to it now the all-star <laughs> break is here so here we go but the craziest thing because i'm a tech guy i've been working with technology for a long time i work in it in my job now and um, the the funny thing about trying to implement technology with hockey is, number one, technology doesn't do well when you are beating it all the time. You can't punch a computer and expect it to do anything good. Uh, number two, <laughs> uh, computers don't do very well with water. Uh, no. Or ice. No. In that thing, in that you know respect. So hockey is uniquely challenging when yeah. it comes to wanting to tech it up. And uh, I'm glad somebody's making the attempt, finally. They they said that I think it's going to be like radio waves that are going to be um, transmitted from the sensors to ante special antenna hung around the arena. And then there's going to be I – don't, I don't remember where they said that the information goes, if it's somewhere in the um, arena or if it's some central information gathering station. <laughs> um, there was something that Bettman said that a lot of people that were on the Facebook live chat were really pissed off about myself included. I didn't say anything, but I was like, are you fucking kidding me, bro? Um, mm. but he said that the, um, the, the tech already in use as well as the tech that is coming up is helping to highlight the difficult job that the referees have and how good they are at making calls. Yeah, that's a lie. And yeah. he said that it's showing that call, he's showing that because it's, that is being shown because calls are being reversed less often and all this other stuff. And I'm like, no, it takes them 15 minutes to make Four a call. Four Pinocchios. What? Four, Four Pinocchios. Pinocchios. I mean, I know who Pinocchio is, but I don't understand. That's a uh, Washington Post thing. 
Sorry. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll explain that. But if you're time. a liar, when, the, when your nose grows. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Liar. Imagine so four of I them was, in one room. Everybody was just like, are you <laughs> so fucking serious? Mm-hmm. But Gary, but Gary Bittman is ridiculous. And he Gary also Bittman, mentioned... Serious. He, he mentioned during the, his press conference that he has given no thought to retirement. So, well, Of course he did. <sighs> yeah. God, He's Emperor also never Bettman. going to die. He's yeah. not. He's like oh, the he's like the the freaking poil of uh, commissioners at this point. <laughs> he's gonna stick with it till he wins something. <laughs> Thirty five years later. Poil. Oh, is it poil? No. Well, it should be. It should be. I was reading it wrong for a really long time. I thought it was poli until one of you. <laughs> Only poli. One uh, of you meant one of you pronounced it, and I was like, oh, the I is first. Okay. Oh I feel God. silly calling him poil. It is because a... Poyle would be with an with a Y, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Yeah, so... But it's an O I, so I think it's Poyle. 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 Sounds better than Poyle. Uh, I feel like, but yeah, no, he's that's a dumb. fucking failure. He's <laughs> that's all that matters. <laughs> that's so long and thirty-five he's... years in the that's... NHL and you yeah. haven't done jack shit. <laughs> fucking Christ! Somebody was saying like he should be like failure. GM. He should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Fuck him. He has the most wins in the NHL. Yeah, I would too if I was in the NHL for fucking 50 years. (laughs) Jesus. My God. Oh my God, Dave. Who cares about Nashville? (laughs) Who cares about Nashville? Oh, they got into the playoffs and they were really good that one year. The one time in 26 years. That's my whole life. Can you name a player on the Nashville Predators before Shea Weber? Adam Fisher. Who's that? <laughs> Mr. Carrie Underwood. Is that oh. his name? He's, he's not I feel even like there that's anymore. not his name. Okay. Something no, Fisher. I think he went back. Before no, he, he, he let he came back during the end of for the playoffs last year, and then he left afterwards. He retired for good. Okay, who is the captain oh. of the Predators before Shea Weber? Is that his name, Adam Fisher? I don't know if it's Adam. Nobody knows. No, I think that's my friend's brother. <laughs> It's something Fisher. I'm like, hang on. Yeah, I think it's Fisher for sure. Nashville. Let's see. We're way over time, Mike by the Fisher. way. Mike Fisher. Oh, they just had a new baby two days ago, apparently. I heard that she's not very nice. I heard Here, she's Underwood? a fucking bitch. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. I did. Well, then. Now I'm all riled up. That's lame. <laughs> okay. Who cares yeah, Mike, about the Mike Predators? <laughs> The oh lord oh and then there's that guy who arvidson he got hit in the forehead with a puck and it oh. looked like an s and so somebody it, this is like i think last year during the playoffs it looked it looked like an s so somebody photoshopped the word arvidson arvid arvidson across his forehead but made one of the s's in his name the s on his forehead <laughs> that's a good one yeah it was pretty cool we've spent fuck oh, the predators they're just useless. What was I going to say about the Predators? Okay, so I was wondering, <laughs> who Okay, who was the captain of the Predators before Shea Weber? Nobody knows. Apparently, the oh, guy's name is R. Jason Arnett. Never heard of him. Then before that, it was Kimo Timonen. Don't know him. Then Greg <gasps> Johnson. I do. Oh, good. So then there was Did Greg Johnson, finish? who was a terrible candidate. And then it was Tom Fitzgerald. Big shrug, roll of eyes, fuck yeah. the Predators. Oh, I lied. It was an R, not an S. But anyway, nobody knows who anybody on the on the Predators is. I don't know. No. So, oh, there's there's a guy who um, who did he get it on? Who on the Habs did he get into it with? 
Was it was it Paul Byron? From the Predators? Who cares about the Predators? Yeah, I'm about to end this podcast because I okay, give I zero fucks about Poyle and his Predators. Poyle. Poyle. I have something to say. I've had a team for 35 years and they're jack shit still. Fucking A! And people are like, he's the... Oh, it did... Go. 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 Um, Remember how a few, maybe a couple of months ago, I mentioned about how we always have to change our passwords at work like every six weeks or so? <laughs> Our passwords on everything. Yes, I and do too. And so, so that I can find a way to remember my password, I would always have um, some sort of um, way to work in a, a player's name for the Habs. And I did it with Byron, and I did it with um, uh, Armia. And then, like, shortly after having and they changed, would, put, and they would they'd do get good. injured. Oh, they would do no, bad. remember? And they would get injured. Uh-huh. And I was like, Chris, so last time I changed my password, mm. I started, at, now I'm using players from other teams. Yes. You know? Uh-oh. Who'd you and use this what? time? Well, it hasn't resulted in an injury, <laughs> but I used Nylander. Oh, <laughs> oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are you kidding me? And he never scored again. <laughs> oh my fucking god! <laughs> okay, we gotta go. I gotta process that, and I got we gotta go. <laughs> Listeners, anyway, you're welcome. Keep that in mind when you go to bed tonight. <laughs> Don't get on Veronica's bad side because she'll make a password about you. And with that, everyone have a good night. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 <laughs> oh, my God. That's horrifying. That's the craziest thing. Oh, my God.